Hey, just a warning. While Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where our girlfriends are total jinxes, you guys. What girlfriends? Okay. Alright, okay, Zach. I, I get that it's both of us. I'm just listen, like... Listen, I have no shame. You should know this. I'm Mark Green. L- listen, we gotta... I, I'm not... I'm not... A, no, okay. no, no. We're, we're not, not We're, we're not, not doing this right now. No, we, I'm, I'm not about to lie to the people like this, Mark. <laughs> You're single. I'm single. They need... They, we can't spread false <laughs> information. This is a facade. I... All right. Okay, guys. Yes, I'm single. <laughs> By the way, if you're out there, hit me you up. You can introduce yourself now. <laughs> I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. Please date me. Uh, we should say before we get into the bulk of the podcast, this is actually our second time recording this episode because yes. we uh, lost the audio for the first record. Yeah. We, we fucked up. up. It was bound to happen at some yeah. point. Bound to happen at some point. And to be fair, our, our computers fucked up. Yeah. Guys, I think I know exactly why we fucked up this time. Uh, it's because Stephanie's a jinx. Exactly! Stephanie is a She's jinx. She jinxed us. Damn it! Uh, like that smooth transition into the plot of the actual episode itself, guys? You can always count on you with those smooth transitions. Exactly. Look, that's what I'm here for. If there's anyone out there who wants a guy Ex- with some like, smooth transitions... Listen, listen. We know a guy. Ladies... I'm single. Ready to mingle. I got great transitions. What more could you possibly want from a guy? Hit me up. I I I also have a Fuller House podcast, which I feel like is I feel like that's a it's positive, your biggest asset. right? Yeah. Anyways, onto the actual episode itself. So everybody is everybody is waiting excitedly for Aunt Steph's new boyfriend to show up. At the beginning of the episode. Yes, her new boyfriend, Hunter Pence of the San Francisco Giants. She's just dating a baseball player now, and it's, you know, sure. My favorite baseball player, Hunter Pence. Yeah, the Hunter Pence who I am so aware of. Yeah. Because of my deep knowledge of baseball. That that was the joke, listeners. I don't know anything about no sports. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to point out the only one here who knows anything about sports is me. Not to say that, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys object to this notion that I'm like the only one who knows anything about sports here? I mean, I know some stuff about MMA. Yeah, I believe it's a spectrum. I 100% know the least. So what I'm hearing is I'm the only one who knows anything about sports. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say I have read and seen a lot of Peanuts cartoons where they play baseball. Well, that's basically the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, so there you go. I also have seen Space Jam a lot of times, so I think I know a lot about basketball as well. Oh. Yeah, guys, I'm starting to think Mark might be our sports expert here. You already lost it, Zach. I know, I've already lost my- I've already lost my throne as the sport king. I am the sport king now. Look (laughs) upon my works and tremble. The sport king who sits <laughs> on the sport throne. Can you tell that this is our second time doing this episode? <laughs> yeah, we're... <laughs> yes, I agree. Can you tell that we're doing this a second time? <laughs> the reason we brought it up is to preemptively apologize in case this episode is a mess. 
It's gonna be it's, a mess. It's gonna be it's a mess. Be. But anyway, I was trying to be at least a little organized and ordered by starting at the beginning. It does start indeed with everybody gleefully awaiting the arrival of Stephanie's new boyfriend, Hunter Pence. That's right. Uh, and they all meet him and he seems like a super cool guy. I actually think Hunter Pence comes off as a really weird guy in this introduction for a number of reasons. But in particular, one specific reason. I have a second. Okay, well, I forget what your second one is. My first is that uh, he not only is a huge proponent of eating pizza with a fork and knife. Which is just downright blasphemy. But carries around a gold pizza fork on his neck. At all times. Like, as almost like his bling. <laughs> he wears it at all times. Just in case he needs it. It is gold. We didn't note that before, and I think that is important. It's at least gold-plated or gold-colored. He's not going in for no cheap-ass pizza fork. <laughs> Which, by the way, also I'm noticing, he has a fork that hangs around his neck to eat pizza with, but no knife. Meaning that he doesn't <laughs> eat pizza with a knife and fork and, like, chops it up and puts it in his mouth. He just, like, skewers the pizza on a fork and then, like, gnaws at it. Okay, wait, Mark, if I can if I can add on to this theory a little bit. Yes. Go ahead. So you're asking why he doesn't wear a yes. knife around his neck. I just want you to... I, I just want to... I just want to make this clear. <laughs> you're asking why this professional athlete <laughs> does not wear a knife... A sharp object around his neck. Well, then why does he wear the fork around his neck? The yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's pronged. Exactly. I understand what you're saying, but I have two responses. One, we all know that if you're rich and famous, anything's legal. <laughs> and two, if he's so serious about eating pizza with a fork and knife that he wears a fork around his neck, then why doesn't he have a knife as well? He can't use the fork to eat pizza. It's a symbol of his nonprofit organization, the Hunter Pence Foundation, where he provides Hunter a fork Pence and knife. Giving forks to underprivileged children? Yeah, to underprivileged children so they can eat their pizza the proper way. And presumably only pizza. Like, I, I imagine if they try to use those forks for anything else, he just comes around and slaps it out of their hands. Yeah, it's like one of those, you know, new utensils made just for one uh, food. Like, you know, you got steak knife, butter knife, pizza fork. I mean, me personally, I always carry around my miniature spatula for soup, but that's just me, you know? I'm no culinary expert, but I'm pretty sure there are holes in a spatula. <laughs> Not all of them. There are some, like, solid ones. It's almost like a comically large spoon kind of scenario. If you want to interpret it that way. I think what we're learning is Harrison doesn't know the difference between spoons and spatulas. Well, no, the spoon is, like, curved. Like, there's a spatula is flat. I have no idea what is... I have no idea what has been going on for the past, like, <laughs> couple minutes. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real honest. We, we opened the episode. I told the audience to please date me. And then from there, it's just kind of a blur. I was going to move us on to something else. And you guys want to hear my second gripe with Hunter Pence in this opening? Yes, Not a gripe, but just sure. Kidding. Well, there's a whole thing where he says, they're all excited to meet him. And he says, I'm just a normal person. I put on my pants two legs at a time. And DJ says, don't you mean one leg at a time? And he says, no, I open them up and jump into them two legs at a time. Which like, Hunter, you're an athlete. 
You have to be careful. You can't injure yourself like that. What are you going to say if you're in the hospital after breaking your legs and you can't play <laughs> baseball because you were jumping into your pants two legs at a time? Every, but anyways, Hunter Pence comes in and it's great. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's San Francisco Giants player Hunter Pence, who, if I remember correctly, was a, a kind of big star on the MLB at the time. Not anymore. But at the time, yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, this baseball player. And they're all very into baseball. Very into baseball. They're all very into baseball, and it's kind of it's kind of off-putting. Um, I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt, because there is a whole thing where, like, Ramona knows his batting average or something, and she rattles off these facts about him and then turns oh, yeah. to Stephanie and says, right? So, like, <laughs> Steph is coaching them on it, but... There is a running theme in this episode that all of these characters who up until this point haven't exhibited any big interest in sports in general are all super into baseball. Yeah, they're they're really proud of their baseball team. And it leads to some wacky hijinks later on. Wacky hijinks, yeah. Actually, I need to I need to figure out actually because it was kind of a big thing in the baseball world that the San Francisco Giants were very good in even numbered years, and this episode was released in 2016, an even numbered year. Go Giants! So yeah, just wanted to you know just thought I'd bring that up. So Hunter comes in, he gives them all tickets to the baseball game, and Stephanie is gonna sing for the crowd because she has a singing career now. Yeah, she's trying to start a singing career. And her first gig is during a professional baseball game. I mean, I've been to, like, sports games before. And I feel like singing, like, the National Anthem and stuff like that, in this case, she sings, yeah. like, Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the seventh inning stretch. I feel like I just lost most of the viewers with that one <laughs> sentence right there. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they don't usually get, like, professional singers. It's usually just, like, a local talent. But I, I do agree, like, maybe yeah. for your first... Uh, outing like a professional baseball game might not be the best place to go it, ju it just feels like a high stress situation and also not optimal for someone who really wants to get into performing like imagine her going now to like clubs or shows and she's treating everything like it's a baseball game <laughs> it seems like a professional baseball game will have a lot of people there who are gonna listen be listening to you and People who aren't really there to listen to music, and so they kind of don't want to listen to you anyway. It just seems like a very high-stress situation. Not to mention the fact that she's the jinx, the mystery blonde. That's right. That's right. Hunter Pence hasn't gotten a hit in a while, and they think it's all yeah. because of Stephanie. She's a jinx. When, when Jay Money learns that they're dating, he immediately says, You're the mystery blonde who's jinxing him. Um, I felt like that voice that I, I didn't mean to do a voice but it sounded to me like a person in the 40s reading out a news headline you're that mystery blonde who's jinxing him <laughs> also matt and matt steve and are St here is steve there or just matt oh yeah no it's just matt steve comes later but our boys the our boys our, our wonderful, wonderful boys, boys have a lot to do in this our episode. beautiful our boys. beautiful boys our beautiful sons uh you see the theme of this episode the reason we opened up with the deep discussion of our dating lives is because there is a ton of smoochin' in this episode. There's a ton of smoochin' in this episode, which I think we should start with, you know, in still in this first scene, 
Uh, Jay Money is asking for help. Maybe it's not the first scene, but Jay Money is asking for help from Ramona to get him in good with Lola. That's right. Ramona's his wing woman. Yeah, but you're right. There's a lot of smooching in this episode. First, we have uh, DJ and Matt smooching outside, and uh, Zach took a huge issue with the way they framed this scene. Okay, yeah, the way they framed the scene. There is a screen on the door, uh, the front door of the house. They, they, Matt takes DJ outside to say, like, hey, DJ, can I talk to you about something? And then he just brings her in and smooches her. And there's a screen, and everyone else is on the other side of the screen. They can see everything that's Listeners, going on. Listeners, you should know that this is they, a... They tried to do... They tried to make it... They tried to, like, go off somewhere in private to smooch, and they didn't go somewhere private. I just have a big problem with that. <laughs> what I was going to say before Zach interrupted me with his rant about screens, listeners, this is the exact same energy he had in the episode while we were watching it. Yes. Listen, I strive to make it as close to the original. You seek to interrupt me, but it only makes my jokes stronger. I am the sport king. <laughs> okay, okay I, just, I just don't understand why they went off to try and like go somewhere in secret. Is this the new cushion? The new uh, tattered cushion? <laughs> Just turn it over. Just turn it over. So yes, so they, they have their smooches and everyone's really supportive of her new relationship, yeah. which is nice. They're like, ooh, you like him, don't you? Yeah, she comes in, they're like, you like him, mom, you get some, go get some. And so DJ decides she's gonna let Steve down real easy, let her know mm -hmm. that she's uh, gonna date Matt. And so it comes to DJ and Steve having a little, uh, a little, they're walking their dogs together. Yes. Having a fun time walking their dogs. Uh, Steve immediately, in his first line in the episode, suggests that they move in together. Which is a wonderful way to <laughs> ask someone out. Uh, I myself have tried this many times. He's a very normal man. Yeah, I, Harrison, as the only one of us as established who has a girlfriend, I have been saying to a lot of girls, hey, you like my dog? Let's move in together. Uh, is that too forward? Or or hmm. not forward enough? I think it's too forward, especially considering I know you don't have a dog either. <laughs> Zach, so many of my bits involve saying things that are not true. If you're going to do this to every single statement I make... Listen, the, the viewers deserve to know the truth. I am here to bring it to them. I am not a journalist. I am an entertainer. Anyway, Harrison, you were going to say? Um, well, Mark, as the relationship expert here, <laughs> it's important to test the waters in any relationship. And, you know, not to find the right balance between talking about your dog and talking about living together. Usually, opt for talking about the dog the least amount and always go for moving in together, especially on the first date. Mm -hmm. Ask questions like, so what are we to each other right. five minutes into dinner? And <laughs> would you like to have kids with me? Ask to move in. I'm just taking notes, Harrison. I hope you don't mind. I've got it all up here. Um, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Um, would it? Do you think it would be cute and charming for me to say, uh, I know where you live? Because then, <laughs> like, I can help her move into my apartment because I know her address. <laughs> So I can also I can have her mail forwarded. It's it's like it's this really sweet thing 
that I think to say to well, people. No, Mark, I think I think the idea is there, but you have to say you have to say it along the lines of like, look, I know where you live, and it's horrible. My apartment's a lot nicer than yours. You should move <laughs> yeah, in. But with I me. have to do a pause. It has to be. I know where you live, and it's horrible. Exactly. So Stephen DJ. Yes, Stephen DJ. Stephen DJ. Uh, DJ sits Steve down to tell him that she's seeing someone, but before she can can say anything, uh, Steve gives her a big old smooch. He does. He does. He does. And she says, "Steve, I can't." And he says, "Sure, you can." And he gives her another smooch. So many smooches. He really takes the direct approach, and one has to admire that. <laughs> Yeah, although I do... A little too direct. <laughs> I do have a bit of a problem with her saying, Steve, I can't, and him saying, what are you talking about? And kissing her anyway. Yeah. If a woman says she can't or doesn't want to kiss you, don't kiss her. Also, just if a woman a woman doesn't want to do anything with you, just leave her alone. Respect her wishes. I, I, love, how you've, I love how you've pivoted within five minutes to, I know where you live, to, hey, if a girl says no, it means I, no. We've established that you're apparently the only one who can't tell when I'm joking and when I'm telling the truth. We are hardly through this episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They go, to, they go to the game. <laughs> they go to the game. They go to the game. DJ talks to Stephanie and Kimmy and says, now that Steve kissed me and I really liked it, I don't know who I want to date. And they go to a baseball game. There, we did it. <laughs> we did it. All right, at, at the game, they all sit down. They're all at the stadium, at the ballpark. It's filmed during an actual uh, Dodgers-Giants game. Fun IMDb trivia. I I was so certain when they said, we're going to the game, that they were going to cut to like an SNL-style set where there are like seven people total <laughs> and everything looks like it was made 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but then they had a real set. They were at a real ball game. It was very good. This show has a surprisingly high budget. The only one who's not at this actual ball game, surprisingly enough, is the only yeah, actual yes. baseball player. Hunter Pence is shot in front of a very obvious green screen, and I love it. I am here for it. Oh, it's it's so funny. Bad green screens are one of my favorite things. Oh, same. But like, he, here's my thing though. You shot all of your characters at a baseball game, except for the one who's an actual baseball player. Like, I get that he has a different schedule from everybody else. Well, I was going to say, he's also in the baseball game. <laughs> he, has to, he has to play baseball. No, no, no. I don't mean on the same day. I mean, like, you couldn't have taken a camera to the stadium one day. Well, then they probably would have had to get the fans and the other players but they just shoot him he's in the dugout get some extras okay yeah the the shots in the dugout yeah i'm just saying you brought all your actors it's funny to me that they brought all their actors to a baseball stadium and they brought the baseball player to a sound stage <laughs> it is ironic it's very weird but yeah they they all sit down and we are introduced to quite possibly the people's champion of this episode uh, a fan who sits behind them who we have uh lovingly given the yes. nickname of baseball chris christie it's an impressive likeness <laughs> he's a very irate um overweight man baseball christie seems appropriate he really takes issue with two people in particular one the jinx and two a seven-year-old in the in the form of max yeah like he pretty much catches on like right away that stephanie is the mystery blonde mm -hmm. who is jinxing yep. hunter pence 
and gets the entire stadium behind him to boo her multiple times. It's it's a lot. Um, And sweet, poor little Max, who has come to the game with two baseball gloves because all he wants is to catch a baseball so he can have something to show everybody at show and tell. And this man just, like, hates this (laughs) poor little seven-year-old. And also, Max, by the way, like... You didn't have a plan B. There's a lot riding. <laughs> There's a lot riding on him catching a ball at this game. Because he apparently doesn't have anything else to bring to show and tell. I also do want to mention, not only does Baseball Christie snag, like, steal the ball for Max, he then proceeds to berate this small child about how life is not fair and how this is just the first in a series of disappointing <laughs> things to come in his life. That does ha- happen. Hunter Pence hits a foul ball and it's going straight to Max. And Baseball Christie just snatches it right before it can get into Max's two mitts. And like when Matt says, hey, that's a kid. You're stealing from a child. The Baseball Christie is just like, hey, them's the breaks. Life ain't fair, kid. You got to learn it at some point. People stole from me all the time when I was a child. And I don't extend (laughs) kindness to anybody else. Life is crawling through the sewage and the gutters. (laughs) It's life is a series of disappointing events, and this is the first of many for you. And you know that book series, a series of unfortunate events? That's life. They might as well just have called it life. <laughs> He's an unhappy man. And then he proceeds to sit down on yes. his nachos, which is like, which does preceding uh, another unfortunate event yes. in Baseball Christie's life. Yeah, Baseball Christie, he's not, maybe he's not having a good day. Maybe he's not having a good life, to be honest. Maybe he's not having a good life. Am I starting to empathize with Baseball Christie? He's the people's champion. Look at him now. A beloved ex-presidential candidate. And now also enjoying America's favorite pastime. We should point out, Tyler Tyler just keeps texting these jokes about presidential candidates. <laughs> and baseball, because... He, I was, I honestly thought earlier he said we should point out that Hunter Pence sounds like a mix between Joe Biden's son and Mike Pence. It's this weird two vice presidents meeting together. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought that joke because I skimmed it at first uh, was on the same train. And I was like, wow, Tyler's just not letting this thing go. <laughs> this episode is very political. Um, it's very, it's weirdly topical, even though it was released in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, on to other side plots in the episode. <laughs> Just to get back on track. So, uh, Jay Money is back. Jay Money! Jay Money! Yes, Jay Money Jay is Money. back! He's bringing Lola to the game with him, and he wants to, you know, make a good impression. So he enlists Ramona to be his wingwoman. However, she Lola really offers up, like, a really convenient excuse to spend more time together. She gives, like, the most specific snack bar order one can imagine so so jay money goes to get food and he asks if anybody wants anything and lola says like oh i want a hot dog but i need to have like ketchup on one side mustard on the other and relish down the middle because the ketchup and mustard can't touch yes of course never shall the twain meet (laughs) and you know i know this is a joke we brought up last time because we went on an entire rant about how you know ketchup mustard can't mix which means she's not a fan of uh what the Heinz brand is doing right now. This is not a sponsorship, but <laughs> the flavor combinations from Heinz. Uh, Zach, <laughs> the flavor combinations from Heinz just gotta come up every time. Yes, I have to. It is my brand. 
I I finally acquired all the flavor combinations from Heinz. I, I got I got Cranch. I got sorry, let me take that again. I got Cranch. <laughs> you have to say it like that. You got honey racha, you got mayo must, you got mayo q, you got mayo chup. And I assume that if I squirt all of them onto a glove of some kind, I can snap and erase half the life in the universe. Ah, uh, yes, the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not expecting that much of a laugh from that. That was referring to the infinity stones as the chaos emeralds <laughs> really got me i was not expecting that big of a laugh from either of you guys but the laugh is contagious and now i'm dying of laughter because i was like 80 percent sure you were doing it as a joke but a part of me was like zach's the only one here who like doesn't really read comic books Maybe he just Marvel made a. Movies. I know you've seen it. That's why I was like, I'm eighty percent sure it's a joke. <laughs> but sometimes you hear something. And it's like this is just the first thing that pops into my head. I know you're a bigger Sanic fan than you are of of the Marvels. <laughs> I, I just thought it would be fun to say something else. It was extremely funny, Zach. Did you not clock my reaction? I, oh no, I I did. It was a lot. Fun, it was a lot less funny in my head than it was out loud apparently <laughs> uh the, the referring to the infinity stones as the chaos emeralds incredibly got me thank you <laughs> also wait guys i also now know what a lola cola is her spe- very specific Ooh. drink order yeah she also orders a lola cola half root beer half diet soda with a splash of lemonade hmm. which isn't nearly as unco- as complicated as i thought it was yeah but you know she asked for that and then uh Ramona, being the smooth wing woman she is, just says, why don't you just go with him? So she does. And Matt, because he's there with DJ and got the ticket for free, uh, gives Jay money, his credit card, to buy the food with. Which is a terrible decision. What could possibly go wrong? We should point out that Jackson does refer to himself as Jay Money again in this episode. Multiple times. Yes. Multiple times. It is cemented. It is here. We have arrived. This is our moment. I'm coming out of my cage and I'm doing just fine. Um, we also have an excellent J-Money quote. J-Money don't try. J-Money is. <laughs> after after Ramona tells him to try to be cool. J-Money don't try. J-Money is. J-Money. J-Money is a state of mind. Exactly. It's not an action. It's not a verb. <laughs> what if the real J money was the friends we made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler just texted coming out of my jage and I've been doing just money. <laughs> you did it. Oh, I love it. Between jage and the chaos emeralds, I am loving this episode. I have to be honest. We are loving this reshoot. <laughs> this reshoot that is just a mess and we have not talked about the episode at all. So they go to the gift shop and uh, Lola sees a signed jersey of, I think it was Tim Lincecum is the player who I believe was a pitcher on the San Francisco Giants for a while. Signed jersey. And she's like, oh, I, I want one. And Jay Money's just like, yo, Jay Money's got this. All right. I got this. I got this veterinarian's credit card. Let's let's go. Hell yeah. If, if he if he had stacks of literal cash, he'd definitely be, be flung. Making up. it rain. 
be making it rain. He instead he only has someone else's credit card, but he does buy that two hundred and forty seven dollar jersey uh, for a girl he likes with someone else's credit card. It is funny how the guy at the checkout is like, oh, thank you, Dr. Matt Harmon to this child. Yes, that does happen. They're getting younger every year. <laughs> He's a regular duty hazard. This is why I don't trust doctors. They'll give a medical degree to anybody. That was also a lie. Both of my parents are doctors. I was going to say. <laughs> I, this entire episode has just been me calling Mark out on his bullshit. The people deserve to know the truth. I, but I do my bullshit for them. Zach, the investigative reporter. Yes. Out on, out on the prowl, exposing corruption in the Fullest House podcast. Listen, this is a take two of an episode that we already filmed most of. We didn't film the entire thing. So we got to find some way to, to, to spice it up a little bit, you know? Yes. Make it spontaneous. Guys, not to not to bring the energy down, um, but Tyler has alerted us. Uh, this episode was co-storied by our favorite writer, my hero, Andrew Gottlieb, and that this was also his last Fuller House contribution. I feel like we need a eulogy for Andrew Gottlieb. Ladies and gentlemen, dear viewers, we are gathered here today for eulogy of our good friend andrew gottlieb oh, i bet it's gonna be really good we've never met him we just really we thank you mark we've never met him we just truly enjoyed his work on the netflix uh series the, the critically acclaimed netflix series fuller house he didn't die or anything he just stopped working on the show and he will be dearly missed amen hallelujah <laughs> amen. amen i don't know about you harrison but i am crying I know you can't hear it in my voice when I'm crying. Indeed. It's a sad time for all. He taught us to drink, to play, and yes, and also to fuck. fuck. <laughs> the same title of his book, Drink, Play, Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, back at the game. Um, yeah, back at the game. Uh, they, they, he gets the jersey, and then uh, Jay Money takes Lola to his favorite spot in the stadium, thus abandoning Ramona. And they're all the way uh, at the top of the stadium with a nice view of the city. And they ditch Ramona. And and Jay Money does this very cool guy. Oh, you look cold. Let me put my arm around you. Now, I'm going to ask some relationship advice again. Okay. So that's like a cool thing to do to put your arm around a girl. But if I want, but like, so, it, so it'd yeah. be really sweet if I brought her closer and just like, like got my arm around her neck. Right. <laughs> and like dragged her yes. into me. And I can, and I and again I shout I know where you live I know where you live. <laughs> it's this really sweet thing I know these personal details about her. I, I, I'm just imagining you like putting a girl in a headlock just shouting I know where you live I know where you live. The headlock is a foolproof method of seduction. You're right on the money. The tighter you know, the better, honestly. It's especially good to do right when she's being intimate with you when she's like coming closer towards <laughs> you. Just throw her in that headlock. She'll never expect it. And. She will she will be all yours. And again, because we've had issues with this this episode, this is all fully a joke. Never do that to not only a girl, to any other human being. Um, treat people with kindness and respect and um, respect everybody's humanity um, at all times. Please be a good person. Anyway, back to the comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to the funny. All right. Uh, so... Low, Ramona now being abandoned is recruited by Gimme to 
advertise Gibbor style party planning at the stadium. They go up to the dugout and march on the dugout and then get thrown out of the game. And this is the first of many instances in which our characters get thrown out of the game. It's, it's quite a series of unfortunate events. So we have this moment with uh, the kiss cam, the, the classic kiss cam, which is really intent on harassing the shit out of DJ and Matt. Like, it, 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 it cuts to them, and she kisses Tommy, and it cuts away. She kisses Max. Tommy's not at the game. Sorry, I mean Max. You're right. And then it cuts away again. It comes back to them. And we should say, and it was, it was so funny to me, the kiss cam goes on DJ and Matt, and I thought, oh, they're going to kiss, and Steve's going to see it on TV, and he's going to show up and confront DJ. But we did not have to wait that long, because as it turns out, Steve <laughs> was also at the game. That was maybe my so hardest good. laugh the entire episode. There's no buildup. He's just there. It just, just cuts to him. Yeah, I do want to bring up also, like, it's it starts off, it, cut, it cuts to some person. It cuts to DJ and Matt. DJ kisses her son who's there and steve was like oh she's just you know she's a mom it's that's my girlfriend dj she's such a great it's my girlfriend it's dj my girlfriend then it cuts to someone else cuts back to dj and matt and i think matt like kisses her on the gives her like a peck on the cheek or something like that and then steve's like oh she's just being polite guys it's fine don't boo her or anything then cuts someone else cuts to them a third time (laughs) and then they finally kiss which steve is like my girlfriend DJ kissing another man? <laughs> no, this cannot stand. Much like a middle schooler, D- Steve already believes he is with DJ in a fully committed relationship. Causing him to run down the stadium and get harassed by the mascot who is a seal. Well, that mascot tries to stop him from, from coming at other people. That mascot is a hero. Yeah. And then Steve gets thrown out of the game as well. He gets escorted out by security. Yes. yes. So three of our regulars have been escorted off the premises by security. And it's about to be four because it's time for Stephanie to sing at the baseball game. Yay. She comes in and baseball Christie's like, hey, that girl is the jinx. It's Everybody the jinx. boo the jinx. So the crowd boos her. And then Stephanie just goes, is that what you want? You want me to break up with Hunter Pence? Is that what you want? So she breaks up with him. Yeah, she breaks up with him. She is a hero. It's a very selfless deed. But then she does immediately say, oh, I just, I need one more kiss or something. And she starts running for him. And then security grabs her and also t- and escorts her off the premises. Which I'd like to think it's not because she started running for the dugout. I'd like to think it was just that everybody hated her so much that security went like, well, we have to make her leave. Yeah. And then, so now we cut to everybody's outside the stadium. Everyone gets released by security. And now that Stephanie's broken up with Hunter Pence, Max is uh, still upset because he never got his foul ball. But it's the bottom of the ninth. The bases are loaded. Hunter Pence is up to bat. And he knocks it out of the park and directly into Max's glove because why not? Yeah, did did we mention (laughs) Hunter Pence's reaction to Steph breaking up with him? No, I don't think we did. Well, his girlfriend, who just (laughs) broke up with him, is escorted off the premises. And instead of being sad or having some sort of emotional reaction, he says, well, maybe I'll start getting hits again. (laughs) 
It's like, wow, Hunter Pence. God damn it, Hunter Pence. He just moves on real fast. We know where your priorities lie. And literally his next at-bat, or I'm assuming it's his next at-bat, he gets a freaking walk-off Grand Slam directly into Max's glove. It's magic. Which, to be fair, it confirms that Steph is a jinx. Yes, it does. Yeah. But, like, come on, Hunter Pence. He, Steph, you deserve better. And and by the way, this was also the plot of an episode of Cheers, I just want to say. Yes. Yeah, Carla starts dating hot new hockey player Eddie LeBeck. And the minute they start dating, he hits a slump. And it's resolved in maybe one of my favorite resolutions of any sitcom plot line, which is they decide to just break up before every game. They just start saying, like, I hate you. I never want to see you again. And then, like, but we're still on for seven, right? And it's just great. And he starts winning again. It's it's wonderful. Cheers is a good show. Yay! Cheers is a very good show. I remember we talked about... Uh, I know we don't do a, sit, a, a spin-off show every episode anymore, but I remember we thought of one. I'm, <laughs> I think we agree that we need a serious drama about the the spiritual awakening of our poor, sad boy baseball chris christie yes as he goes on a journey of self-discovery and i mean i think part of his goal throughout this should be uh, him trying to make the world a better place by, by fighting, fighting crime. crime yay we did it <laughs> we did it um and and by the way this spinoff will be very artsy very voyeuristic it's like handheld camera yes. very stark dark shadows we do have a scene where Baseball Christie is staring at himself in a mirror and whispers in French, I'm a monster. I don't speak French. I'd like to think that the set design is, you know, it's a hybrid of all the classic film styles. I'd like to think the sets have like a German expressionist feel, almost like Tim Burton-esque. And then like all of the dubbing is done in different languages. (laughs) Wait, where is this going? I don't know, keep going. (laughs) I want you to, I want to hear this. Keep going. All of the action scenes are done in the style of like the, the, the wuxia crouching tiger hidden dragon. Some of it is animated. Yes. And not, and not like CG Disney Western crap. We're talking about like real artsy animation. Like they got in some Studio Ghibli people. By the way, I do just want to say, um, you said that we're not doing a spinoff every episode anymore, but I think this actually would have been the first episode that we didn't do a spinoff for. Wait, have we really done it every episode? I think so. It's very possible. <laughs> Anyways, back to the episode. Uh, so they get back from the game. Whoop, whoop. Jay Money reveals that uh, in order to pay for the jersey, he'll be washing Matt's car every weekend for the next two years, I believe. Two years, yes. Yes. Which, that's some serious child labor. Yes. That's like a payment of like two cents a day. But, um, yeah, DJ's also confronted by Matt and Steve. And, uh, she's confronted by her two lovers. And what will she do? That's right. And DJ carefully explains that, well, Matt and I had been seeing each other. And then Steve kissed me, so honestly, I did nothing wrong. Which... To be fair, like, I, yeah, is fair. I do also want to say that after Steve kissed her, she could have said, I'm sorry, I'm seeing someone. 
but she she liked the kiss too much. Um, but I, but I will say overall, I don't think she took any wrong actions. I think that she could have handled the situation a little better, and maybe some things are on you, Deej. But this is also the first, the beginning of a very wonderful series of events in which Matt and Steve fight for DJ's love. There's they 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 have literal flashbacks to earlier episodes. Yes, yeah, they have such a good use of green screen. I'd like to think it's because they already had it out for Hunter Pence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's one hundred percent why. Yeah, because Matt tells Steve, he's like, "You can't, you can't get in the way of us." We had a really passionate kiss, and it cuts to the episode of Fuller House where Matt and DJ kiss for the first time, and then Matt, DJ, and Steve all walk into the frame, <laughs> and they start. Matt starts criticizing the kiss. Steve starts criticizing the kiss. This is Matt's kiss. Well, you had moved on. Oh, Wait, right. Sorry, I, I got the. No, order. I, th- I think you. I think you had. You had moved, moved on, on to, to the, the Steve flash. Oh, I, I, I said Matt's yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. No, it, then, it, then Steve goes, and it uh, cuts to the episode of an episode of Full House where DJ kisses Steve, and they come in again, and <laughs> they're just they're just shit talking each other <laughs> about how bad their kisses are. But Timmy does compliment. Teenage yes, Steve's Kimmy head. and Stephanie also walk in on the second one as well. Yes, they're supportive. It's and I must say I was so not here for it when they started flashing back. Um, but the moment they walked into the frame, I'm oh like, yeah, oh this is wonderful. This is yes. this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to ask you guys, uh, Team Matt or Team Steve? We've also come up with ship names for them. Uh, instead of DJ, we're going with her as Deej because DJ is a very hard name to come up with ship names for. Yeah. So are we Team Steej or Team Meej? Those are the ship names we came up with. Um, uh, I don't know. Although Steej also works. I yeah, Steej is very good. Meej has it more together, but Steej has more sadness, <laughs> and that's so endearing. And that's really what we're aiming for. So, I don't know. It's tough. I think, Matt, because sometimes I do get these things where there will be a sitcom guy and because he's a man and she's a woman, like, he gets to be more goofy and silly in the sitcom. And I'm kind of like, but he's too yeah. much of a doofus. Like, what does she see in him? And sometimes, and I get that people just like people sometimes. And I'm a bit of a doofus myself. But, like, sometimes it's like... What is this? Why? And I will say, a part of me feels that with Steve. I feel like Matt makes more sense to me in my head, but I just, I love Steve so much. He's my beautiful boy, my beautiful son. Um, I love my son, Dr. Stephen Hale. I agree. But yeah, there's also a very wonderful scene where like, uh, where Matt and Steve are like, well, listen, we're not going to fight each other, right? If you're not going to pick me... Then I'm out. And Steve goes, yes, I agree as well. And Steve opens the door for Matt. Matt leaves. And Steve closes the door and goes, okay, now that he's out, I'm back in. And <laughs> Matt bursts through the door and is like, I'm also back in. <laughs> and and DJ says something about, well, I just can't choose between you two. I need to decide. And I think they say goodbye. There's something. And I just, the episode ends in the most perfect way it could have ended. Yes. Which is Matt and Steve both go in to kiss DJ on the opposite cheeks. And DJ at the last moment moves her head back and Matt and Steve end up kissing each other. And it's wonderful. Yes. The start of a beautiful rivalry 
And a beautiful bromance. And some beautiful sadness. Which brings us into our favorite segment that is actually the one part of the episode that we didn't film on the first time around. So you're getting this for the yes. first time ever. It's time for I'm Sad Boy of the Week. Let's do it. Yay. All right. We have so many options here, guys. This is oh, great. Yeah. There's a lot of okay. options. Who who do you nominate first? I think Matt and Steve have to be the first two. Matt and Steve, definitely. Yeah. Uh, baseball Chris Christie. Baseball Christie is up baseball there. Baseball Christie. I think Hunter Pence also deserves a nomination. Hunter Pence. I I usually want it when when J Money is pining after Lola. It's usually a given that he'll be a sad boy of the week. But I think he did pretty well in this episode. He wasn't very sad in this episode. Uh, yeah, I think the competition was too good for this episode. Like, the bar was set real high this episode. I think also he just handled himself pretty well. He did make that dumb purchase. Yeah. But otherwise, he was pretty smooth. Made pretty good moves. He, was, he wasn't He was sad. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he was is okay. That, uh, is there anyone else we want to nominate? Going qu- this is a quick sad boy of the week. Stephanie. Stephanie? Yeah, I think that's fair. Stephanie, yes. Stephanie has to be there. I usually go over the options. Do you want me to go over them? Do it. You, you don't need to ask every time. This is part of the segment yes. now. Mark okay. goes over the okay. options. We have my beautiful boy, Steve Hale, who is so in love with DJ that he immediately suggests they move in together, kisses her twice unprompted, immediately assumes that they're dating, Gets into a fight with a man in a mascot costume <laughs> once he finds out that they might not be dating. Gets dragged out by security. Shows up to her house to plead for her. Gets in a fight with her other dude. Tricks the other dude so he could have DJ for himself because he's because he's very desperate. <laughs> and then ends up smooching his... Bitter rival, it's the last smooch of the night. It's a, it's a strong case. It's, <laughs> it's so much sadder than I it's thought very it would sad. be until you described it's very it. very sad. I didn't mean, I will say, like, my heart kind of was going out to Steve. I don't mean to influence you guys unduly. But, like, I was just kind of running through everything he does in the episode. And it is very sad to me. Just promise that in the in the sake of being unbiased, you give you try to give that same energy to every oh, other I character. Oh, one hundred percent will. From now on, please give everything you've got All into right. this segment. Let's do All it. Right, let's go into Matt. Matt Harmon shows up to DJ's house. We didn't mention this originally, but he gives baseball advice to a professional baseball player. Yes, because he played little league. That's right. Which okay, hold on. As as a two-time Little League champion, I I can attest to the fact that uh, it does make you better than the average person. Better better than professionals. I wouldn't say I'm like the best at baseball, whatever. But you know, I I you know I don't think I'm I don't see myself as like above others, but I do see myself as like above the average person because of my two Little League championships. Listen, whether or not I was actually helpful in achieving that goal is irrelevant. I was on the team. Well, I can't really brag. I mean. Our friend Dan will not let me forget that his dad, who was the coach, had to throw balls at me so that I wouldn't be afraid of them. And that I also got the award most improved hitter one year. (laughs) (laughs) I was very good at baseball as a child. I do want to say, yes, Zach, I, I have not won any Little League things either. Um, yes, Zach, you are better than the average person. 
Thank you. But I do just want to know that Matt, Dr. Matt Harmon doesn't say this to an average person. He says this to a professional baseball player. Listen, everyone could use some advice. He's in the middle of a slump. That's also fair. That's true. He is in the middle of a slump. But, but so after, after noting a professional, Matt... Um, he gives his credit card. He gives to his a minor. credit card to a minor who, which like, fine. But he gives his credit card to a minor, very, very specifically to a minor who goes by the name J Money. He gives his credit card to J Money, <laughs> very specifically to impress this woman he works with, who might be his girlfriend. But I guess they haven't had that conversation because she's obviously smooching other dudes. He then rushes to her house after he finds out that she might be seeing someone else and his calm cool collected persona that we've seen for a number of episodes vanishes and he gets into a very heated and petty (laughs) argument with just some guy storming out of her house but immediately storming back in when he finds out that yes he still should be fighting for her or can be fighting for her in this petty, two-sided dick measuring contest. And then he, too, ends up smooching his rival. Beautiful. Wonderful. Baseball Christy. Baseball Christy. Baseball Christy. Baseball Christy. Shows up to a baseball game. Starts harassing a woman whose only crime was dating a, a baseball player. He gets... He's so angry with this one woman. He has nothing else going on in his life that he gets the entire stadium to boo her more than once. He steals a baseball from a child, basically. I mean, technically he catches it before Max can catch it, but he steals a baseball from a child. And when accosted by it, defends himself by yelling at a child that life is not fair and he better fucking get used to it. (laughs) And then... He sits in his nachos and presumably goes home and says that he's a monster in his mirror in a segment that might be animated like a Studio Ghibli film. And then finally, we got Steph. Yes, Steph. Steph, Steph who has trained her entire family to make her look cool in front of her (laughs) professional athlete boyfriend and then goes to a baseball game to sing professionally for the first time in front of a crowded stadium um she gets harassed by some people not some people the entire stadium the entire stadium completely chokes when she starts singing i i did want to say and it is because she's being booed continuously by hundreds of people but i think we maybe could note in this segment of all segments that she doesn't do a particularly good job singing take me out of the ball game kowtows to peer pressure and breaks up with her professional athlete boyfriend (laughs) tearfully breaks down saying she can't do it starts running towards him and then is accosted and taken off the premises by security and then is presumably alone yet again once again we have no women once again we have no women did you do hunter pence yet Hunter Pence. Oh, right. Hunter Hunter Pence, Pence, who honestly, we went into pretty strong detail about just being a complete weirdo who then doesn't care that he gets broken up with. Hunter Pence is just kind of a weirdo here. Yeah. He has a pizza fork. He eats pizza with a fork and knife, which I think automatically propelled him to sad boy consideration. And then breaks up 
with the lovely Aunt gets Stephanie broken up with doesn't care gets at broken all up with and yeah. just does gets not broken care. up with yeah he he gets dumped that's right and and has to spend the entire episode in front of a really bad green screen <laughs> yes oh so, yeah all right let's let's get into the voting yes. who wants to go first i, I Steve. Steve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was okay. I, I was gonna go into more detail than my vote. I was gonna go like, all right, one by one, like Hunter Pence. Yeah, he's pretty weird. He's pretty sad, but he's a baseball all star and it's a walk off grand slam at the end of the game. He's out. Uh, baseball Christie. Yeah, he does all that, but he got a foul ball and he has presumably a hot wife sitting next to him the entire time. He baseball Christie and he's the people's champ. People's Throw champ. Baseball Christie. I was planning on voting for Steve anyway. Because of that move at the end, where you <laughs> the move where like he holds he holds the door for Matt, closes it behind him, and he's like, "By the way, I'm I'm totally still on." And we should note that we noted our disappointment about Steve not being sad enough last episode, um, and but that was just a cameo appearance. This is peak full fledged the full sad Steve. Steve. This is the, the full, full Steve Hale experience. Yes. The full I, sad. I, I vote for yeah. Steve as well. That's so that, that's just a clean sweep for Steve. Steve is our sad boy. Yeah. Steve is our he sad boy. Steve, it. finally. He got the grand guys, slam. Guys, I, I also want to point out with this, uh, on our sad, sad boy of the week leaderboard, below us, the good time boys with infinity, uh, Steve is now in first place with three sad boy of the week wins. That's absolutely true. I feel like we, we we don't have this right now, but I feel like we need like an original song, like an original jingle to like commemorate the the new the new uh, the new leader. Just like a little like trumpet fanfare. Like dun dun dun. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Sad. Yeah. I I think uh, now that we know who the sad king is, um, I think that's all I had for this episode. Yeah, I think we can wrap it up. Oh, there was. Yeah, there was one thing that I think we neglected to mention about Steve, which is that after he kisses DJ, he looks up and his dog is just gone. Yeah, that's also a, a very... His, he loses his dog because he's so interested in kissing DJ. But anyway, I think that's it for this episode. Unless anybody else has anything. Go right into the outro. Yeah. I think that's it for this episode. Uh, follow us on social media. We are uh, Fullest House Pod on Facebook and at Fullest House Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm Mark Green. I'm Harrison Bloom. And I'm Zach Horowitz. And until next time, may your houses be fuller. And where is Steve's dog? Where is it? Where? Where?